Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. What up, guys? It's Emily. And Lisa. And Michelle. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. Take number 25. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it a few times. We have. And it just kind of goes along with the vibe this week. It does. It does. But we're going to make it happen. We are. We're going to people. (laughs) For the people. (laughs) It has been a pretty busy week this week. I don't know about you ladies, but coming off of a long weekend usually gives me jet lag for like two more weeks. I mean, really, it's only Tuesday for reference. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great segue into our topic today. So today we're going to talk about four things to optimize health and fitness results. I think this is a really great topic and it goes with the whole mind body business too, because Mm -hmm. the things we don't prioritize in our life that are important will trickle over to other things in areas of our lives, which we've talked about before. So I know for me personally, I usually go from one extreme to the other. I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to find that gray area, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think Emily is going to be able to help us with that today. But I can go from doing way too many of all the, trying to do all the things and, you know, with social media and all the shiny uh, object syndromes coming at you. Oh, I need to do this diet or I need to do this workout um, and overdoing it. Or I can go the other direction and just do nothing and not prioritize my time correctly and go down that rabbit hole. So what about you, Lisa? Yeah, there's no system in place. It really becomes an, un- an unraveling effect of all the parts of my day. So if I don't have that system in place and those go-tos, it really feels like it impacts all the areas of my life. And Emily's just really been my, my go-to and my guru as far as <laughs> finding that harmony and balance because it's, it really can be overwhelming and without someone to guide you through it, you can really go down the wrong path. It's like yeah. feng shui version of working out. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. the energy flow yeah. a little better. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Well, I think a couple of things just as a society, I think we have a tendency to overcomplicate everything. Amen, sister. Yeah. We think in terms of achieving certain health and fitness goals that we need to do the most, you know, complex methods. And on top of that, 
there is just information overload, especially with the advent of the internet and social media. There's just tons and tons out there and not a lot of it is even good information. A lot of it is incomplete or just completely bogus altogether. So I think it is useful to try to sift through all that information so that we are not left either so overwhelmed that we just don't do anything towards our health and fitness or, you know, we are impatient and we're bouncing around from program to program or diet to diet, trend to trend. And, you know, doing it that way, you're just not going to see the, or feel the results that you're looking for. I so, believe they call that analysis paralysis, which yeah, I'm definitely yeah. guilty of. For sure. In lots of aspects of life, but we can certainly improve that overload a little bit in terms of our health and fitness. We, we have to, it's, it's vital. So what I've done is come up with just four things, four things to prioritize in your life in order to optimize your health and fitness results. And I want to point out that health and fitness are two different concepts, but to me, they are inseparable. I think without some intention towards your physical fitness, that you are doing a disservice to your overall health and vice versa. So I think if we can focus on these four things, they will make the biggest impact, sort of the biggest bang for your buck on your health and fitness results. So the number one thing to optimize your health and fitness results is a concept, a pillar really within my Iron Yogi Fitness company. And that is called your daily non-negotiable. And these are three things actually lumped into one. Very simple, they're free. And that is breathe, ground, and get sunlight. I literally put these in my client's app as a daily checkoff, you know, we, we kind of strategize sometimes and people will figure out ways to combine all three practices into one, you know, 10 or 20 minute session, but I'll break down each element just a little bit. So breathing for obvious reasons, you know, most of us go throughout our day and we're breathing too shallowly which can cause a lot of issues, both physically in our posture, even. And then, you know, if we're only taking these shallow little breaths, we actually end up over time putting ourselves into almost a survival mode where our body is actually only sending the oxygen to our vital organs. And as you can imagine, that causes all kinds of problems. So we practice a yoga pranayama or breath work called Nadi Shodhana, which is alternate nostril breathing, but it's not necessary to have any kind of fancy breath work practice. All that could entail is just a couple of minutes of intentional and deep breathing. So the second I element... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I've noticed before that a lot of times I hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Day without realizing, yeah, especially when I'm sure. concentrating, I'm like, oh, I need to breathe. Right. I right. Think we, Emily, we just it's automatic. It's literally automatic. So we don't even think about it. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking, Emily, how many times am I working out with you and you're breathing for me? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so <laughs> quiet. 
Um, it's just, I don't know why I feel like I, maybe it's the feng shui in me, but sometimes it's just like everything I do is so subtle, even breathing. Yeah. You're a silent worker outer <laughs> worker outer in, in contrast to uh, my workout style. <laughs> The Loud one woman grunting. NFL locker room. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, breathing just a couple of minutes of intentional breathing every day. And you can certainly combine it with the other two elements. The second element of the daily non-negotiables is grounding or earthing as some people call it. Um, there's actually a really great documentary on YouTube. I think, I think it's called earthing or the science of earthing, something like that. But that is simply putting your bare feet on the ground, connecting with the earth. It's kind of like recharging our own energetic battery, getting all those good negative ions. It's been shown to be really good for wound healing and anti-inflammation. So, uh, and we just, as mammals, as humans, we are intended to touch nature on a regular basis. So put your bare feet to the ground, no synthetic materials in between you and the earth. And that is your grounding. And you can pretty easily generally combine that with the last element, which is getting sunlight. Now, I obviously want to point out that this doesn't mean to stare directly into the sun, (laughs) or does it mean to go out and be unreasonable and burn yourself, fry yourself? However, There are many, many bodily processes, things to do with your vital signs, your sleep, your hunger, your, the way your body protects itself from the sun that have to do with those cues that we get by exposing ourselves, our eyes and as much skin as appropriate to sunlight. That first light of the day is a particularly good time to do that. So one way that I know that some people combine these three non-negotiables is to like go outside barefoot in the backyard, do a little breathing and have your morning coffee, 10, 20 minutes and boom, you've knocked them all out. I like to go on a walk and pause at one of the beautiful parks within walking distance of me and take my shoes off and stand there and breathe for a minute, but there's a multitude of different ways that you could work that into your schedule. So that is number one of the four things to prioritize. Number two is prioritizing resistance training or strength training, weight training. The And this of course is, is getting a little more into the aesthetic and physique aspects of your fitness goals. However, what I've found is that focusing on strength-related goals, performance-related goals within your resistance training actually yields the best results as far as physique goes. But Emily, isn't strength training going to make me look bulky as a woman? (gasps) I'm so glad you (laughs) asked that, Michelle. The answer is Hell no. (laughs) I wish we could just squash this concept misconception for good. I was certainly a believer of it for most of my life until I turned 35 years old and I'm 38 now. And, you know, I've been through all sorts of different body types in my own body and the sort of least 
comfortable being my postpartum body, which was 60 pounds heavier than I had ever been. And so I definitely felt firsthand, you know, sort of all the other methods, just doing a ton of hit and cardio and, and trying to restrict my food. And I felt what that did for my physique. And then when I found strength training, I was like, oh, okay, this is so much better. Now, there are some little caveats to how this works and to optimize the way your resistance training works for you. Basically, your goal in all this is to build muscle and focus on strength gains. And two things that are important within that paradigm to pay attention to are one that you're on a structured program. All right, that we're not just hopping around from Instagram workout to Instagram workout because it requires a structured program in order to apply a concept called progressive overload, which just means doing more over time. But it's a guaranteed way to be able to monitor your progress, monitor your strength progression, and the physique results will inevitably follow. Emily, what if there's listeners out there that really want to follow these four tips are really digging this, but they only have 20 minutes or so to be in a gym or 30 minutes. Can you give like the top couple of things that they could, you know, do that they'll get the most bang for their buck. I'm assuming one of them is going to include the glutes working those muscles. Yeah, but- for sure. Well, you, you would want, you know, a full body regimen, uh, within whatever, time you have to budget to your strength training. And, you know, I program people for as little as two days on up to six days for all different, you know, time limitations within the actual workouts. So, you know, there's certainly ways to do it without getting too deep into programming. You know, I would focus on probably the six main movement patterns that, that cover all the major muscle groups that are the focus of a strong lifting practice and, you know, programming will get more individualized from there but you want a full body regimen, you want a structured program, and you want something that's designed for your time budget. And that's all completely doable. So would that be like a squat, maybe some type of, yeah. So the six movement patterns from strong lifting are hip thrust, squat, and deadlift. And those of course can be, you know, regressed to any version of that movement pattern that suits the client. And then the upper body movements are chin up, bench press, and an overhead shoulder press. Which all that can be modified to start. All of it can be modified, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Perfect. There's down to, you know, body weight versions of, of everything. Yep. So the number three thing to prioritize in order to optimize your health and fitness results is your protein. And that comes with, eating enough for your goals. So protein is one of the three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And I would assume that most people that I encounter when we start talking are not getting nearly enough protein. You know, our sort of recommended daily allowance is like the minimum (laughs) amount that we should be getting to be a healthy human. And uh, most experts are in 
agreement these days that uh, really the optimal amount of protein is somewhere between 0.8 and one gram per pound of body weight. So, you know, and without worrying too much about macros and tracking your macros and tracking your calories and tracking your protein, you could narrow that down to just making sure that you have a good protein source every time that you put food in your mouth whether it's a snack or a meal, every time you put food in your mouth, make sure you have a a good protein source. Sometimes you have to get a little more creative if you're eating vegan or vegetarian, but it can certainly be done. And then, like I said, to go along with that, you want to make sure that you're eating enough for your goals. A lot of people kind of get into this chronic restriction state, which in essence downregulates our metabolism and makes it harder and harder for us to build the muscle and burn the fat, which is ultimately kind of the two things that go into achieving physique results that most of us want to see. So I I think a lot of people, like you said, under eat, I'm one of mm -hmm. those that I didn't realize how much I was under eating Mm -hmm. Um, and the increasing actually helps with, you know, the weight loss. Also, isn't it true that adding protein to another macronutrient actually changes the way it reacts in your body for the better? I think, doesn't it help it break down and can help offset? Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, you also consider something called the thermic effect of food, which is like how much energy your body expends to digest that food. And protein has the highest thermic effect of all the macronutrients. So there's that it's nice and satiating. So when you make sure that your protein is intact, a lot of the other nutritional elements tend to just fall into place without you trying, you tend to not overeat on the other macronutrients as much because you're already satisfied because you're getting enough protein. And of course, it's the building blocks for muscle. It's essential for not only building muscle, but all tissue repair. So healing of wounds, it's really important. (laughs) And I think it's delicious too. So yeah, you've got to fuel your training properly and you got to get that protein to really get the results uh, that you want to see. So don't be afraid to eat. Don't be afraid to fuel your workouts. Don't be afraid to get that protein in. What is the biggest mistake, Emily, that you see with protein choices? Well, I can give you an example of what I was doing before I learned all this information. And that is that I would eat a lot of nut butters and seed butters, sunflower butter in particular, because there, there is some protein in it, but it's really not the greatest sort of source of protein. There's, there's not a whole lot. It's really more of a fat source. It's a good fat and we do need good fats. However, if you're using a fat source as a protein source, what ends up happening is that you get hundreds or thousands of extra sort of unnecessary calories in without actually getting your protein out of it. So I see that a lot or people just, you know, not really understanding what a good source of protein is, which 
you know, your meats, eggs, fish. I personally choose to stay away from dairy because I don't like the way it makes my body feel, but you know, whey protein is, is a good source of protein if, if you're tolerable to that. And then, you know, like I said, there are ways around this as a vegan or a vegetarian, you just have to get a little more creative and, and pay even more attention. So the last thing, number four, to prioritize to optimize your health and fitness results is rest and recovery. So this is simply getting enough sleep. This can vary from person to person. Most people land on like a seven to eight hour window. Some people require a little less. Some people require a little more. Figure out what your optimal amount is and make sure you get it. And as far as workouts go, make sure you're taking rest days every single week. There is some variance in between how many days per week is appropriate for a person to work out, depending on, you know, soreness and your schedule and everything else. But everyone should be taking at least one to two rest days every single week. You got to give, you know, those muscles time to rebuild, got to give those tissues time to recover. And, you know, if, if you are burning the candle at both ends and not taking your rest days, you'll definitely end up being counterproductive to your health and fitness goals. And Emily, you use the Atapa red light therapy a lot in rest oh, yeah. and recovery. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think I see you without it ever. <laughs> I, I have it on right now. <laughs> she has a travel um, one too. <laughs> yeah, I use it every morning and every evening. I try not to get too, too fancy with my sort of required recovery side practices, but my atop a red light is definitely a also a non-negotiable in my recovery regimen. I also think that cold showers and fascia-based movement have a lot to do with my ability to recover well and work out the five to six days a week that I generally work out. Also back to the sleep thing. I mean, that sleep is everything. And I swear everywhere I go in regards to health, the first question is, how are you sleeping? You go to the grocery Mm -hmm. store. How are you sleeping? Yeah. (laughs) Go to the dentist, but how are you sleeping? Like, it's like the topic um, because it's so important. And it's so easy to kind of brush to the side and forget as a factor when we're in any given thing, when we're kind of trying to figure out why we're hitting blocks or whatever. It's, it's kind of easy to forget about that, especially when we're in this like, oh, I need to be as productive as humanly possible all the time mode. And I mean, I was the worst person previously about being like, oh, sleep when I die, like stupid, (laughs) so stupid. I mean, I think we all had at least some phase of that in our life, but I mean, for example, Sunday, two days ago, you know, I went to a lovely, amazing daytime party, brunch party, but I was up quite a bit later than usual. The quality of sleep with uh, the amount of alcohol consumed was probably not that great. And, you know, when I went to kind of evaluate the next day, whether I was even going to attempt a workout, I was like, you know what, this is a recipe for disaster. This is how I hurt myself. Like, and I made the executive decision to take an unplanned rest day (laughs) because at that point it was 
way more beneficial to my progress and to my results than it would have been to just try to power through that workout. You probably have to come peel me off the concrete floor here. So what I hear you saying is alcohol is not part of the top four. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, listen, I'm from Louisiana. We like to celebrate <laughs> things Moderation. from time to time, but certainly if you're going to have a conscious indulgence, I kind of like to call that you just, you know, plan for it appropriately in your workouts. And, you know, you might have to take an extra rest day. So you can see how time after time after time, weekend after weekend of excessive alcohol consumption would definitely oh, yeah, that'll be add a problem sure. to achieve it. Not to mention the excess calories, the liquid calories, right? So that would definitely be a block to optimizing your health and fitness, but a little bit every once in a while. Any other things to add while we wrap up this? Yeah. So I just came up with a little bonus list that we're not going to, you know, go into each one in depth, but if you get those four main things down, you can kind of examine these next. And those are hydration, right? Getting water. I prefer spring water to get all those great minerals in your system. Walking, walking a lot, walking everywhere, taking that farther away parking spot, taking the stairs, etc. You know, rather than having to just run yourself ragged in a pile of sweat and drool, trying to get in a bunch of <laughs> hit workouts every week and burn off everything that you eat. If you just mindfully walk a lot, you'll achieve a lot more towards your health and fitness goals. And it's an opportunity to connect with nature. If you're fortunate enough to live in a place like we do, where you can get outside a lot. So walking a lot, uh, or maybe meditate. take a vacation to, uh, California and walk 13. Miles. Oh yeah. You could do that. You could walk <laughs> a half marathon two days before a weightlifting competition. We actually did. I that. don't necessarily <laughs> recommend that, but we did that. <laughs> I think it's wedges too. It's not advised to wear wedges. Yes, oh, wedges yeah. are not advised. Shoes were not the move. Yeah. <laughs> we had to buy flip-flops, but it was a little yeah. too late. Yeah. The Walgreens flip-flops too, or CVS. They were like, the, I the still have those flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> those will probably last you forever. Those will probably, probably. last you longer than any other shoes. They're probably the best I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how it goes. So the next thing on that little mini list is meditate, have a meditation practice. Your meditation does not have to look like the next person or the next person. Again, just like the breath work, it can kind of just be a few minutes where you are intentionally quieting the mind, sitting in quiet, just allowing, you know, your intuition to sort of take over. Or you can also look up a bunch of, there's a bunch of great ones on YouTube, a lot of free resources there for meditation. And the last one is learning fascia-based movements, which you can do through the Iron Yogi Fitness programming. But there's just some basic movements there that can counter a lot of the over-patterned movements that we do as modern humans that can contribute to movement issues and, and pain. So, and as you're saying that the listeners can't see, but Lisa and I are sitting here. Uh, are we both doing it? Our yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Realistically how- oversimplified. It's a lot of activation of the posterior chain. So the back of the body and opening up along the front of the body, which 
turns out to be kind of the opposite of a lot of stretching regimens out there. So just learning a little bit about that can do wonders for the way your body moves and feels. So I'm just going to recap the four things to prioritize to optimize your health and fitness results. And I'll recap the little bonus list as well. So number one, your daily non-negotiables, breathe, ground, and get sunlight. Number two, prioritize resistance training, strength training, utilizing a structured program and progressive overload, doing more over time. Number three, get your protein, eat adequate protein and eat enough food for your training goals. Number four is rest and recovery. Get your sleep and take your rest aid. And to recap our bonus list, hydration, preferably spring water, walk a lot, start a meditation practice, and learn some fascia-based movement. Well, this has been awesome as always. It's always a pleasure to talk with you ladies and go over these great topics and tips. I really hope that helps to simplify things for people and gives them a starting point to what to really, really focus on in order to achieve those results and stop kind of spinning on the hamster wheel. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, get off that wheel. Get off the wheel. (laughs) I like things that are listed. Um, Putting them in fours and threes is, is really a great way to really break down all the weeds that are in your brain from going through all the social media and So thank you so much for boiling it down to something that's easy and actionable. And I look forward to it every week working out with you, but I think it's great that we're making it accessible to everyone out there listening with us. Yeah. So I would love to hear any feedback from the listeners if they've already applied any of these methods or or what happens when, when you start to, and you haven't done. Yeah. Awesome. All right, ladies. Well, have a great week and I think that wraps it up. So talk to you guys in five minutes. Talk to you in five. (laughs) Bye. 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 Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at ConsciousCollaborationPodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.